Hello there. Welcome to the Recode Podcast. This podcast exists to support the stories and the content of my new book titled Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Alta Media Inc. Thanks for watching. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Recode Podcast. My plan with this podcast is to get a chance to talk to some of the people who have been mentors to me, who gave me tips and advice that helped me be successful in business today. We've got a guest who knows me more than anybody else, because this guest is none other than my father, Gordon Osuya. Welcome to the Rico Podcast. Thank you very much, son. I'm excited to be here, too. So, while I have you in the studio, I have a lot of questions. And I hope to learn some new things, but also learn some things about your story, things that I didn't know probably before I was old enough to observe my surroundings. So, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about the young Gordon of Suya. Tell us about the early part of your career and uh, just bring us up to speed. I actually started um, in the classroom in the high school. And uh, my plan was to be a medical doctor. Mm. I did not understand the involvement or the commitments of becoming a medical doctor. First of all, I dread the needle. Two, because of my desire, determination to be a medical doctor. Okay. But I found out that each time they brought accident victims, either broken legs or hands or whatever, I'll be crying for them, sympathy. So my friend told me, he said, I don't think you can do this job. <laughs> I don't think you can cut for this. He said, you will kill all your patients. <laughs> they want somebody to encourage them. Not to tell them that they say, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. That they want somebody, they want treatment. Correct. Then I said, okay, if I can be a doctor, then I'm going to be a lawyer then. So myself and the guy who wanted to be a lawyer too, we started going to court. Each time we were on vacation, just to see how lawyers present their cases, how right. well-dressed and the cap they had. You know, it was very exciting. Nobody told me that as a lawyer, you can specialize in some branches. No question of going, you can be a lawyer without going to court. Now, so after saying that, I gave up on law. I gave up on uh, medicine. medicine. There was a guy, his name, I still remember his name, Peter Osugo. Peter Osugo is also from my area. Osugo is O-S-U. G-O. Mm -hmm. So I will change the G to Y and the O to A and put H. So that's what I want to see in the paper. Uh -huh. Gordon Osuya. Visualization. Yes. yes. That consumed my time so much. But I was so deep into broadcasting. Every day I pick up the daily uh, newspapers and I'll say, here is the news. Read by Gordon Osuya. Hmm. And I will read and read and read and read and read. So, anyway, I found myself in Lagos. Never been to Lagos before. Never seen Ademo Ahmed, my favorite. So I decided to go to the Nigerian Broadcasting Service. Ademo Ahmed showed up, took me to a place called uh, Ajegunle in Lagos. 
That essentially is how you got into broadcast. That's how I got to Lagos to go into broadcasting. Okay. Okay. Now, when I got, eventually I had to go back to Damo uh, Ahmed for them to audition me. When they auditioned me, I sounded very much like Adamu Ahmed himself. <laughs> You've been practicing with his voice. That's right. Everything I did was what I had him do. <laughs> so at the end of the, the, the recording, he said, Gordon, you, you are even a better broadcaster than me. He said, the workers are saying that you are even better than most of our newscasters. Therefore, you should be given a job. But you got to do some homework. You go back home, try to be you. Correct. If you want to be like your favorite, you'll be surprised that you're even better than your favorite. So you go back and be you. Use your voice. So I went back and I started again with newspapers, trying to get my own voice now to establish my own identity. So about a week after, somebody knocked at my door and gave me a letter from Radio Nigeria mm. inviting me for an interview, for an audition. I went there. Wow. They said that I need to improve a little bit more. But on my way out, a lady came to me, said, I listened to you. I want you to be the voice for my program. I never met her before, so I became the narrator. Mm. And they were paying me some good money too. But I wasn't employed now, but I was an artist. So I did that job for more than three, four years. So fast forward to how you got to broadcasting where you were an anchorman on TV. Another guy decided to put me on air. Before I knew it, I got into television broadcasting. And uh, I became a news reporter right. because I had to study journalism. Mm -hmm. Now, God knows where I became popular all over the place. Right. People were inviting me to see my face. There, this man, who is he? Who is he? And when each time they met me, they said, ah, you are such a young man. I thought you were bigger than... You sounded older than your age. Yes. You know, he said, but you have a good voice. What? So anyway, I said, I'm making them. At the end of the day, they had big parties like United Nations annual meeting or whatever, conference. Yes. yes. They would ask me to be the compare. Which is like the MC? The, the MC. Okay. Very interesting. And by the way, thank you for sharing that synopsis of your the beginning of your professional career. Yes. One of the things that I find interesting is looking at my career and the trajectory of it as an insurance professional. I've enjoyed all the layers that happened. I was a banker. I worked at Enterprise. And now I sell insurance as an insurance professional. But as I look at my trajectory... There are a lot of similarities with yours, sometimes in the reverse. Right now, we're doing this podcast thing, and I'm not trying to become a broadcaster. However, I do realize that I got those gifts from you. So, for instance, once I was at a show, my band was supposed to perform. The MC of the award show was nowhere to be found. He was supposed to be the host. His flight got delayed in Texas, and the owner of the magazine just walked up to me and said, Could you please cover? I might cover what? Host a three-hour show? I'm a guest. I don't know anything. I don't even read your magazine. What am I going to do for three hours? Story short, a friend of mine, Boyega, was next to me. He says, between you and this guy um, who owns the magazine, you're Kalmar. I think you can do it. And he says, I know you. I know you can do it. So I grabbed a piece of paper, and I hosted an award show for three hours. I have never hosted an award show in my life. But I remember that experience till today, and I realized in the moment that there was already something inside me I was born with. 
and I could rise to the occasion in the moment, even though I had no preparation. But somehow I will go backstage, plan the next 15 minutes. And even when my band was to perform, I will come on stage, announce my band, sing with them, and then thank them for performing. Because again, I was not supposed to be the host of the show. So I guess this is official thank you for developing those gifts because talents are things we're born with, right? Skill is talent developed. Yes. And so one of the things that I've enjoyed about your career as a broadcaster, I watched you become what I called, and this is my phrase, it makes me feel good. I dubbed you the Larry King of Nigeria. Yes. Because I remember you were hosting heads of I was interviewing lots of people. Yes. Do you remember any of those dignitaries who were some of the people you talked to or? Emperor Haile Selassie of Ethiopia. Okay. And uh, who, I mean, so many of them. You can't, you can't remember a lot of those so things, many of them. I, I can imagine. But that was a very interesting time. It, it also leads me to a thought that I watched your career, right? We'll be home. We'll have dinner together. You'll go to the room, change to a suit. Actually, you change to a shirt and a tie. Mm -hmm. You'll have a blazer in your yes, hand. In the car. Yes. You will run out the door, and the next place we'll see you is on the news. On, Good evening. This is Gordon Osuya, and welcome to the Channel 55 Comprehensive News. <laughs> and that was always interesting to see. Dad was just here having dinner, and now he's in the tube talking to us from over there. But at some point, you made a decision to transition from there. Because I, I have a lot of respect for professional evolution. You got to a place where you made a point and you decided it was time to go establish a school of journalism. What I find really interesting is the power of visualization. Yes. So you talked about high school, even before high school, reading newspapers to yourself, practicing in the voice of the, the uh, presenters that you loved the way they read. Mm -hmm. You were training yourself, visualizing yourself, mm -hmm. rewriting their last name as your last name. Yes. And fast forward to your future, you were actually on TV doing that. For years. Visualize. Yes. And I've learned that in my own life, a lot of the things that I've experienced, I've experienced with prior visualization. And that's how I got into business. I was a kid at home watching you go through these different careers. And I remember when you got into business, whether it was a school of journalism or the fire extinguisher sales company, or all the other companies you had, when I would watch you come home every day in a suit and a tie with your briefcase, you came home the same way every day. And even though I wanted to be a doctor just like you, that was my original plan, be a doctor. And, you know, and we'll talk about the Nigerian parents and that mindset of mm -hmm. every kid has to be a doctor. That's another story. But I would watch you come through the door every day. And at some point, I decided that I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. I wanted to be what my dad was. My dad was a businessman. And so when people will ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a businessman, just like my dad. I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. And this is what we talk about sometimes. And if you're listening uh, as a business owner, this is what we talk about when we say representation matters, right? It didn't matter what else I was seeing around me. It didn't matter that entertainers were making the most money. What mattered to me is that I could see an example of someone who was living his true purpose, someone who was living his vision and will come home every day from the experience of running his business, I would sit for hours, week after week, just talking to my dad about business. He would tell me stories about what happened to work like I care. I'm a 10 year old, it doesn't really resonate. But somehow I was listening to those stories, 
over and over. He would tell me about customer details, business deals, how they went, what he could have done better. So he noticed something, either I had an interest or I just wouldn't walk away. So I wanted to hear more. So my follow-up question to that is, what does God mean to you? God is everything. He's my breath. He's my life. He's my strength. He's who I am. In him I believe. You've been a vegetarian, vegan, slash vegan, yes, over 33 years. Yes. How has that been? Has it been challenging? It's very exciting. Why at, so? at 80. Do I look 80 to you? <laughs> no, you do not look 80. <laughs> Other question. You've had a lot of loss in your life from parents to my mother when I was much younger. And now my older brother just passed away two generations ago. What keeps you going? The same God Almighty, the same best friend I have, God is my best friend. As a leader, you built and created multiple companies. I remember at least four or five. Did you feel a sense of responsibility for providing and taking care of all the people that worked for you, their children, their families, the community around you? Did you feel a certain responsibility for all the people that surrounded you, that supported you, that were part of your story. I remember you worked for me before. <laughs> when you were in the university. I did. Yes. And you would come, I said, okay, go and sit down where the director sits. Yes. And then you will attend to customers. I said, you have to learn this thing. Yes. God provided the resources. In fact, when each time I look back in time, there's no way I could have accomplished what I did if there was no God. Without a college degree, you just picked things up and went with it. I went to invest it later, but this time to do theology. And I later became a television uh, evangelist for 11 and a half years. So God has been good. Recently, you visited the Dominican Republic. How did you feel? Tell me what you observed. Did you like it? Beautiful place. And I like everything about the Dominican Republic. Except that I don't speak the language. <laughs> and I challenge you to speak the language because you learned Latin in high school. I can speak it. So I can if I want to. You should? Oh, very much. I, I will. I'll, I'll send you a study that one of my friend's daughter worked on. The study was about what learning languages does to your brain at any age. Even as you get older, it helps neurons fire and you know your brain generates new neurons because you're learning something new. So our brain is designed to memorize things that we do so we can do them on autopilot. So mm -hmm. I'll send you that study. I think it'll be, it'll be great. You, you know I speak Spanish, so oh, I think it'll be great to watch you journey through that and get the opportunity to practice every time you go back to DR. Yes. One other question I have for you. You know, as Nigerians, it doesn't matter where you come from to the United States. You always have a soft spot for your country, for your home country. And as Nigerians, I always wonder, when I was growing up in school, in elementary school, middle school, high school, and college, I remember we always talked about all the challenges we have in that beautiful country. The educational system, the judicial system, the healthcare, the roads, name it. We struggled with getting things under control. With all the natural resources Nigeria as a great country has, somehow... We don't seem to evolve to the place where the country is making the progress that it deserves. What do you think our leadership is missing? Where do we begin? 
in your opinion, having worked in that space, having grown up, being born there, um, built companies, talked to leadership, precedents, what are we missing? Where do we begin to get control of our country? We lost it many years back. The amount of corruption in Nigeria, but people can still make their money genuinely. That's why I went into business, because I want to be a rich man. And uh, I will think so, but even when I made the money, I didn't even know I was rich. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, you remember you used to read the book, Think and Grow Rich. Yes. And Napoleon Hill, I just read the book on our way to the Dominican Republic two months ago. And I've read over 800 books in business, just picked up a habit because one book told Didn't me Didn't I give you a copy of that book? Yeah, I never read it. Yeah. But because I knew the stories, you told me the stories every evening. You told me what you learned in the book. But until I read the book for myself, I did not realize that about half of these 800 books I've read over the years were inspired by the one Think and Grow Rich book by Napoleon. Even The Secret. Even The Secret. It's all, all about the Think and Grow Rich. They all from the same concept, but just reading the original book yes. gave me a lot of understanding. It kind of, it, it all came full circle to kind of understand where this came from. And it was just Carnegie's desire to transfer some of what he's learned and made him the richest man in the world to the rest of humanity. So it's a very interesting journey to understand why we're here. And when I hear to make money or be rich, but the concept that I keep is whatever we learn, we have to know how to pass on to others. Dad, I want to thank you for making this time to sit and chat with me on the Recode Podcast. It's been a joy to um, watch myself retell your story through my life, sort of grow in business, learn. I will take this opportunity to thank you for dragging me into your business when I turned 16. I also remember a very unique experience that has stayed with me till this day. When you have the satellite company, I remember customers will make a mistake, hit the wrong button on the remote control. The dish will move and face the wrong direction and they're getting channels they don't understand. And so they'll come to the office really upset, slamming the desk and yelling. And one day you walked out and you walked out with me and you told the customer to talk to me because they were demanding to speak with the owner. And you came out and brought me out to the customer and you said, I am the owner but he's the future. Let him go home with you and solve the problem. If you are unhappy with his work, then come back to me. And in that moment, as a child, I'm what, 17, 18, maybe at this point, and I'm thinking, oh, this is so not going to go well. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I already knew how to install. I used to go out with technicians, so I knew a thing or two. But by going to the customer's house, I did not want to return with the news other than everything is great. So that putting me in the field, real life experience, the importance of customer satisfaction in my own hands, putting me forefront, sitting in the back and letting me lead the way of moving a customer from that continuum of they're very upset, very angry to a happy customer that would do business with us again. In business school, when I did studied my MBA, I learned about those concepts. When I got a job with Enterprise, they talked about that, the importance of complete customer satisfaction. If you got a third-party survey after you rented a car from Enterprise, they tell you 
if you didn't say you're completely satisfied, that's the same as zero. But every one of us were trained that as you're talking to the customer at the counter, you're responsible for the customer's satisfaction. So before I ask you the last question, I want to thank you for this opportunity of working in your company. I also never forgot that when I graduated from college in Nigeria, you, you came to my graduation and you said, you know, all those customers you made happy, they're waiting for you. They want you to come back and work. And I said, no, Dad, I am going to live my own life. I'm going to find my own way and do my own thing. Without missing a beat, you said, I respect that. Go and live that. Follow your dreams. And I thought about that for many years, that you could have expressed frustration. You were counting on me. Finally, I finished college. Time to come back and plug into the family business. But I wanted to go in a different direction. So I want to thank you for having the wisdom to allow me to go and do my own thing. And I'm still doing it. I'm still learning. So my last question for you today is if you could bring one thing back from the old world that we could really use in our crazy world today, what would you bring back? Everybody should return to God. Yes, look for a Bible-based church and establish a relationship with God. We have to return to God, and God will be so pleased to have us back. But I also have to tell you before I round up, I'm very proud of you. You started uh, as a small boy. Now you are an employer. You are a happily married man with children. Anytime from now, you'll be having grandchildren too. So that's the story of life. So I'm very, very proud of you. No responsible to that. <laughs> So God bless you. Thank you. Guys. Yes. It's absolutely a pleasure to have you. Well, folks, that's about it today on the Recode Podcast. Remember, this podcast exists to support the ideas in my book, Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner. If you've not picked up a copy yet, find a copy anywhere books are sold, particularly Amazon.com. And also remember, the audiobook will be out shortly. I thank you all for listening. Take care.